Amen. Got your Bibles. We'll see what the Lord does today. Acts chapter 12. Maybe that brother should have preached. I told my wife, I, I type out notes. It's just for me. I put scripture down so that I can keep my mind screwed on right sometimes. And sometimes I touch it. Sometimes I don't touch it. Uh, but I, I told her when I printed out the computer there, I said, well, that's four pages there. That, that might be a bad sign or might be a good sign. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you this morning. But I can tell you that God is good Amen. and that he still is real. Uh, while you're turning to Acts 12, you don't have to jump around. i got a few scriptures I want to share with you. I, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. I want to declare to you this morning that God is still in control. And I, I, I want you to understand, uh, he's not shaken by the things that are going on in this world. Uh, he's not caught off guard or by surprise of what's going on. God is in control. He has always been in control, Amen. and he always will be Amen. in control this morning. Uh, Job uh, went through many, many things, and, yeah. and in the 37th chapter, he kind of lets God know about all the struggles, all the trouble he's in. And then in the 38th chapter of Job, the Lord answers him, and he answers him out of whirlwind, and he asks him some questions. He says, Who is it that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. Now, that's what God says to Job when Job's been through the greatest trial any man has ever been through. Not many people can describe going through their life what Job through when in his. And after telling God, hey, I'm just not so sure, God, that you know what you're doing. I'm not so sure, God, that this is the way things ought to be. This is what God says. God says, where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? <coughs> Declare if thou hast an understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Who has measured out the earth that you live upon? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who was it that shut up the sea with doors when it break forth as if it had issued out of the womb? When I made the cloud the garment thereof and the thick darkness a swaddling band for it and break up for it my decree place and set bars and doors. Uh, down in verse 25, he, he has this really incredible thing. He says, I don't read, you ought to go read that whole chapter about what God's asking Job. Where was you at when I did all these things? But he said something in verse 25. He says, who hath divided a water course over the overflowing of waters. He's talking about the paths that the rivers and streams follow. Do you know that God literally directs the paths of not just the rivers and the oceans, but the streams and the brooks that God etched them out? He goes on. He says, or away for the lightning of thunder. Do you realize that the path that the lightning bolt takes from the cloud to the earth, God etched out with his finger? Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to think about this. Just yeah. God is in control. Yeah, <laughs> Not just sort of kind of in control, 
He's completely yeah, in control, yeah. and he always has been, yeah. and he always will be. Right. Now, the book of Acts chapter 12, some ugly stuff's going on. I've preached out of this book uh, many times. I like it. it. It's good to read on. It, it, it makes you feel good because it's talking about Peter being in prison and then God taking him out of prison. We like that part. Amen. We like the deliverance part. But I want you to read this chapter with me. I'm just going to go through a couple of things with it. I want you to see something about the power and control of God and what's going on in their lives. So Acts chapter 12, in the first verse, I hope you had time to get there. It says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Now, now you, you, may, uh, you may think, hey, you know, while we like church today, but it ain't the old days. I've heard that preached my whole life. I wish we'd go back to the old days. There was preachers preaching on this side and that side, running up the tops of the backs of the pews, all these things about the old church. And then I've heard people say, well, I wish I was in the, uh, the first church. Well, I want you to know the first church, the original church, that's this church. That's right. And they were going through some really trying times. Now, it mentions Herod here. There's actually several Herods that are mentioned in the Bible. There, there's, a, there's the first Herod, Herod the Great. That's the one you meet when Jesus is a baby and he's in the manger. You know, the wise men, they went to the king at the time, and then he was like, y'all go find him, come back, tell me where he's at. Why? Because he wanted to kill him. That's Herod <coughs> the Great. Herod the Great uh, uh, wanted, wanted to, he, actually, he killed many baby boys trying to kill the Son of God. He, he wanted to kill him dead. That's that was that's grandpa, okay? This is a good family line. Y'all just follow this family line for a moment. After him, there was another Herod. Uh, this Herod is the one that Jesus went and stood before right before he went to an old rugged cross. Amen. You remember there was a judge that he had to stand for. There were two of them. Pilate was one. Herod was the other one. He's also that Herod, uh, the son of the first Herod, is the one that had uh, John the Baptist murdered. Okay? I want you to know what the family line looks like. Okay, y'all understand where I'm at. Now we're at the third Herod, the, the grandson, that's this man. And he's he he he's not a he's not a good a kind ruler. He's one that likes to have people put to death for what they believe in. I want you to know that's the persecution they were under. So the next time you think about your government, or you think about the way this world's in, or you think about the rulers, and you think, oh man, we can't, it couldn't get any worse than what we have. Let me tell you, it can get worse. Yeah. The world, the world can get much yeah, worse yeah. than what it's in. Yeah. And so here it is in verse one. He says, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex. Do you understand? It was intentional. His purpose was for real. You may not understand why you go through the things that you go through, but I want you to know sometimes the devil intentionally is after you. Right. Uh, and he's intentionally sent to vex you. Uh, that's what happened to Job. He come to vex him, but he, he sent out his hand to vex the church. Now listen to this verse 2, and it says, And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now, now, this James, this is not James, the brother of Jesus, James. This is James, the brother of John. This is when you read Peter, James, and John. Are y'all with me? That's who this James is. Peter, James, and John. In other words, this is like one of the founding pastors of the first church. That's right. Peter, Peter, right, what, what did Jesus tell him? He said, upon this rock, I build my church. And Peter went out, what? Preaching and teaching. Peter was like the main pastor, if you will. He was the one that they all looked up to. But there was James, and there was John, and there were these other men under them who had walked and talked with Jesus from the very early days of his disciples. This is that James. And what happened to him? What happened to him? The Bible tells us there that he was killed with a sword, right? 
And as a matter of fact, this was publicly done. This was probably a beheading with the sword, probably. And, and, and the way the scripture reads there, it says, and he killed him. Now, that might mean that he had him killed. It might mean that he killed him himself. We don't know that. Now, can you imagine the state of the church? What if your pastor, what if your pastor was put to death? Whoa, whoa, that's not a good thought. That's not a good thought at all. What if it was your government that put your pastor to death? Mm. Pretty powerful right there, right? Mm. Now listen to this. God is still in control. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Even in death. That's right. Hear me now. Even in this dark hour, God's not out of control. It ain't like the devil got one on God all of a sudden, and God's hand uh, wasn't able to protect James. That's right. Are y'all hearing me? Even in death. You know, death's one of the worst things we, we think about. Not, not necessarily our own, although most of us don't desire death, don't wish to die, and we look to death maybe sometimes out in the far future, but those that are closest to us, sometimes that's the hardest thing to endure is the death uh, of someone that we love that's close by, the death of somebody that we hold near and dear to our hearts. But I'm telling you that in the midst of death, God is still in control. That's powerful. Yes. You know, when you begin to think about uh, all the trouble that we go through, all the trials that we go through, if you'll get your eyes fixed on Jesus and not on the trials that you're you'll, you'll remember Amen. he's still in control. That's right. and it, it goes on further. And he said, and because he saw it pleased the Jews. Now, I want you to know right now, Christians ain't the most popular people. That's right. We're not the most popular people. As a matter of fact, if you just stand out in the world a little while, you'll find out if you're going to stand for truth. That's they're not right. going to stand with you. That's right. And so the, this says that the leadership of the people at that time uh, looked around and saw, hey, this ain't the winning side. I'm going to get on this side over here. Do you know that's what's happening in our country? Yeah. It is. It is. You know, well, how, how can you say that? Well, let me ask you this. Back up 10 years. 10 years, that's a short span of time. 10 years, most of you have lived way, way, way more than 10 years. And look at what has happened with the homosexual agenda that's in right. America. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can say whatever you want to say Come to me. On, I'll tell you what the Bible says about it. And Come you don't on, have bro. to argue with me. You can argue what the Word says. But that's not even the point here. The point is that America flipped its stance in less than 10 years. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. Like, like that. It flipped its stance. How did that happen? Do y'all know how that happened? Well, what happened was is that there was a driven media, right? Driven by what? Driven by the standards of the world. What's the world driven by? The world's driven by the standards of evil and sin. Well, that's, well, that's the devil's agenda. So the world is driven by, so the, the media and the things that was driven by, and all of a sudden the leaders of this land, hear me now, the leaders of this land looked and saw that it pleased Amen. Hear me? That it pleased right. those other people, and so they got on board with it. And all of a sudden, now there's this oppressive agenda that if you don't stand with it, what? You're against it. So what happened here was that he said, and because he saw it pleased the Jews. Good oh, I got the Bible for you. Because of that, it's the one in his agenda. But because he saw it pleased them, it says that he proceeded further to take Peter also. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible teaches us. Now listen to me. Listen to me. God's still in control. Yeah, that's right. 
in America today, flipped upside down, where we switched from one side to the other side, God is still in control. Amen. Praise the Lord. You ought to shout that one because the world ain't on your side. And the world's not on your side. The devil's not on your side. Uh, but God is still in control. Amen. And the Bible teaches me, listen to me, if I stand with him, then he'll stand with me. Amen. Amen. Now, so I want you to see something here. It says that he proceeded further to take Peter. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Verse 4. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So we all read this. You know this story. This ain't new to you. He's in prison. He's got 16 soldiers that are assigned to him, not to anybody else. If you read the scriptures, you'll find out Peter's been in prison before. And every time, somehow or another, God comes through That's and right. he gets out. So they're like, well, we're going to make sure. We're going to make sure this time he don't get out. We're going to put 16 guards on him. And these guards are going to be just set for him. And not only are there going to be 16 guards, two of them, day and night, will be chained to him. One on this hand, one on this hand. Can I tell you what it's like to be bound and imprisoned? Peter understood. Are you hearing me? That's right. uh, he understood what it was like to be bound and imprisoned. And I want you to know today that you too know what it's like to be bound yeah. and imprisoned. That's right. What are you talking about? Well, there's a lot of prisons in this world. Mm -hmm. Some of them are addictions. Some of them are addictions. That's right. Hey Amen. Let's just be really, really real. There's a lot of people in the church and out of the church battling with addictions. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now we can call them what we want. We can call them medical problems. We can call them psychological problems. We call them trauma from our past. Can I tell you what they are? They're prisons. They're prisons that bind people that the devil wants to keep them bound in. He wants to keep them locked up in. Now, some of those things, uh, some of those things are real obvious. Amen. Somebody has an addiction to alcohol. That's a real obvious. But some of us, our prisons are very, very different. They're, they're within the mind. Some of our prisons are bad relationships. Amen. Uh, that we're bound up in. Some of them are how we feel about ourselves. Depression. Uh, we're not good enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not enough. Amen. That's right, brother. Amen. Somebody need to hear that this That's morning. Good preaching. Can I tell you, you're in a prison. That's good. There's a lot of prisons in this world. Can I tell you, in prison, bound and shackled, he's still in control. Yeah. Somebody needs a word this morning. Amen. You need to understand that God's still in control. It doesn't matter your circumstance. It doesn't matter your situation. It doesn't matter how big it is or how small you feel. God is still in control. Amen. Here he is bound. 16 soldiers. That means they're at the doors. They're at the gates. They're, they're, they're probably several levels of watch to watch over him. Uh, he's got them chained on either side. And it seems like, what? Well, it seems like that there's just no hope. It seems like there's no hope. Can I tell you, God is still in control. It, it, it says in verse 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth. I want you to hear this right now. When Herod, what does that mean? That means that, that Herod has set the date. Are you ready? He set the date. Set the date for what? To bring him before the people. What do you think he's going to do before the people? Right. What did he do to James? That's right. Sentence has already been passed. That's right. There's a public execution about to happen. That's what's going on here. Mm -hmm. 
Are you hearing me? This is at at the last moment, the midnight hour. This is the second, the moment before he's put to death. That's that's where he's at. So so in this point, it says, uh, when Herod would have brought him forth the same night. So I want you to understand, this is at the last moment, right? The clock's ticking, and it's nearing the end. And it seems like there is no hope. Listen, it goes on and says, uh, The same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before, before the door kept the prison. I'll ask y'all a question. Here's one, here's one I don't know if you've ever been asked this question before. It come to me, and I, I, I just don't know the answer to it. Has God ever showed up early? Hmm. Or is he always right on time? When, when Mary and Martha sent messengers unto Jesus, and there he was way off, and their brother Lazarus was sick and died. And they said, oh, oh, you got to come. Lazarus is sick. The Bible says that he, what? He tarried two more days. Isn't that something? Why? Because God don't show up early. <laughs> he shows up right on time. Hey, man. Yeah. That's good. Why? Because God in his infinite wisdom don't have to show up early. Because he knows exactly when he needs to be there. He knows exactly what you... Are, are y'all hearing me this morning? God is still in control. It's not like that, 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 that this bill that's overdue and it's been overdue and now he just he's waited too. Lord, how come you waited so long? That's what they ask him. Why didn't you come? Lord, if you had come, surely my brother Lazarus wouldn't have died. I, I, didn't, I didn't show up late. I didn't miss it. I showed up right on time. Amen. I showed up right on time. Listen, listen here. It's the last. It's the midnight hour. It's the midnight. The, the, in the next morning, probably at sunrise or something, he, he's a dead man. And they're going to bring him out in front of the people and make a spectacle of him. Uh, this this is not sort of kind of this, this is this is bound in other history books. Now, I believe the Bible is a word of truth, and and it, they don't need anything else to testify to it. But the the, the fact here is is that there is other documents that talk about this man Herod and the spectacles that he would make in front of people, and the deaths that he would do, and the beheadings and the stabbing people through that he would do in front of people. It was called the spectacles. That's what is recorded in, in other history books about this man. And that's where he's at. He's on his, he's on his deathbed, and he's asleep. Y'all, y'all see that? Peter's asleep. I wonder why he's asleep. I, I thought about this a lot. Boy, either Peter has so much faith. Maybe Peter just has so much faith, he didn't worry. He said, I'm going to ask the Lord to take care of this. Maybe not. Maybe he's exhausted. Maybe he's prayed all night. He's held on as far as he can go. Can I tell you, at the midnight hour, when it seems like there is no hope, God is still in control. Boy, that's good, isn't it? Isn't that good this morning to know that you serve a living God? That it doesn't matter whether it's death, doesn't matter if it's prison, doesn't matter if you're bound with chains, it doesn't matter if you're at the last midnight hour and it seems like all hope is gone. God is still in control yeah. this morning. Yeah. Boy, that's a good God to serve, isn't it? Amen. 
Isn't that a good God? I'm glad I ain't got a weak God. I'm glad I ain't got one of these gods that's dead and he ain't living. Yeah. I'm glad my God is still on the throne this morning. And he's still in control. And he still knows what you need. He still loves you yeah. in spite of you being lovable. Amen. I'm thankful God Bless is you, still in control. Amen. The scripture goes on and says an angel shows up. An angel shows up and causes the chains to fall off. Says, get up, follow me. Peter, he just woke up right in some of y'all like me might uh, not like me so much. Maybe like my wife. Maybe taking a little longer to wake up. Might not right. And so Peter's a little bit like that. And he, you know, he, he thinks that this must be a dream, right? And so the angel gets him and says, "So well, you just follow me. Put your shoes on. Get your cloak. Let's. We're going." They go out the doors. All right. Where are all them soldiers at? Well, I guess they're asleep or something. God knocked them out. And they go out, and there's a door there, and the door just it opens on its own accord. And they walk out that door, and there's a first watch, and they walk past that watch. There's a second watch, and they walk past I, that one. Can I tell you? Listen to me. Listen to me. It does not matter come on. where you're at in the Amen. situation. God is still Amen. in control. He gets him outside the gate and says, all right, I'm going to leave you here. People finally realize, whoa, this is really happening. I want you to know when you're in the lowest of situations and circumstances in life and God picks you up, he swoops you out of that situation and carries you a little while when you're so broken that you're unable to walk on your own, that you're unable to go. You won't know what happened. You won't understand how you got through the situation, but you'll look back and say, well, that must have been God. Amen. It must Amen. have been God that took me through that because I don't remember it. I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I drove those miles down that road. But God must have been there the whole way. Yes. There's Peter. There's Peter. Now he's walking. He says, well, i got to go somewhere. And so he thinks about, oh, John Mark's mama's house is where everybody was at praying. I'm going to go down to John Mark's mom's house. And I, surely they'll be there. So he goes out there. Now he's a fugitive from the law. That's what's happened. This ain't the first time he's been out of jail. And so he's going through the streets in the middle of the night. And, and he goes and he knocks on the gate. He says, y'all got to let me in. They're going to they, come cap you. Let me in. The Bible tells us a young girl there. Her name's Rhoda. Rhoda shows up at the gate. She says, why? It's Peter. I can't believe it. And she runs off. And leaves him. He's still outside the That's gate. Right. Right. He's still out. The gate's still locked, still closed. He's outside. You know what he's got me thinking? Wait, 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 wait. Where are you going? How many of these people are warm? The dogs barking, lights coming. You know how all that goes, right? He's standing out there in the middle of the night. Let me in. A little girl goes into a group of people, and a group of people's praying. They're praying, right? Oh, Lord. Lord, you got to save Peter, and he's in trouble. They've already took James away from us, and they killed him. They've taken others of us away. And now they're taking, they're taking Lord, they took, they took Peter. And they're going to kill him. You know what the prayers would have sounded like. I believe these people would have been earnest. Mm -hmm. And they would have been sincere. I believe they really would. Yeah. Hear, hear me now. I believe they were earnest in their prayers. I believe God was hearing their prayers. But when Rhoda comes up and says, Peter's outside the gate, they don't believe her. They don't believe her. They say, you must be crazy. You must, you must uh, imagine something. Now listen to me. If they were praying, Lord, free Peter. Lord, take care of Peter. And then their prayers are... Do you think? Maybe they really didn't believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got 16 soldiers. He's got two 
Change who? He's down in the deepest, darkest pit of a prison. This ain't like nice, clean prisons. This is this is old mucky place down, dug down deep in the earth. It's a nasty place uh, where he's at. And they're like, he's way down there. Uh, Herod's not going to let him go. You believe their faith might have been a little weak? You believe some of them? You, you believe some of them in that house that was praying was like, there just ain't no way. Maybe they had no faith. Now somebody needs to hear me this morning. Listen to this. Even if you have no faith or your faith is weak, he's still in control. Amen. Right. Amen. Good preaching. It's hard not to get weighted down by the things of this world. It's hard not to feel the pressures and the things in life. It's it's hard not to feel afraid and scared and, and sometimes even depressed about the things of this world. But as Christians, as child of a living God, we ought to stop and say, Lord, this situation is bigger than me. Yeah. And my faith is weak, and you know how weak it is. Come on, man. But I believe That's right. you're still in control. That's right. song says he's still on the throne so what could be wrong it is well with my soul let the angry waves roll I'm reminded today praise God I'm saved yeah hallelujah sweet so while ages roll on He's still on the throne. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful this morning that I serve a living God. Yeah. 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 You may say, oh, but this world is rough. It's a bad It is. But he knows. Yeah. He knows. He knows right where you're at. You may say, but I work with a bunch of foul mouth, <coughs> unbelieving people. He knows. Yeah. He knows. But the generations that are coming ahead, they don't stand a chance. He knows. Mm -hmm. He knows. What do I do about it? Rely on him. Mm -hmm. He says to cast all your cares upon him. Mm -hmm. He says, take your faith. That's just a grain of a mustard seed. Yeah. Just, just a tiny little faith. Mm -hmm. And give it back to him. Right. Amen. He is still right. in control this morning. There, there's many many scriptures that we could look at. We could continue on and see how Herod prophets. Oh, but when the wicked prophets, when the wicked prophets, Lord, Lord you, that just ain't right. Like, Lord, what? you need to get him. Oh, Y'all ever sick the Lord on anybody? Amen. Come on, don't be ashamed of Lord, they ain't right. I can't believe you let them treat me that way. You need to do something. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. Matter of fact, the Bible says that if they're not his, that he, he spares them so that they might come to the same redemption that you and I come to. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that they might be saved. That's right. Amen. I want you to know this place ain't going to get easier. You're going to go through hard, hard times. You're going to go through challenges. We've been talking to the young people this morning. They're, you're going to go through young people things that we may never went through. The Lord tarries and allows this world to continue on. You may fight battles that we never dreamed that we would have to fight. 
I believe you probably will. Seems like that that's just evident. And that will come about any day. But let me tell you, no matter what you go through, look to the Lord because he's still in control. Amen. 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 He's just still in control. Amen. Amen. I, I'm not going to go any further. That's good. I, I, had, I had a lot of notes and more scripture than that, but I'm, I'm going to stop there. I believe, I believe this morning that somebody needed to hear that God is still in control. Yeah. Yeah. Your situation may have felt like it was getting out of hand this morning. Maybe you felt like Peter. You didn't have nowhere else to turn. Maybe you just said, oh, I'll just give in. I'll just fall asleep in the situation that I'm in. Can I tell you, God's still in control. Yeah. And no matter what comes, he'll take you through it. Amen. 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 Sometimes he takes us around. Sometimes he takes us over. Sometimes he takes us through Amen. Amen. If you've been a Christian any amount of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes I went over things. Yep. But some things I walked hand in hand, or maybe He even carried me, and I went through. Mm -hmm. And He was in control the whole time. Amen. If your God's not in control, you need to change God. Yeah. You ain't got the living God. Amen. You ain't got the one true God, because there's only one. That's in control. Like he said to Job, if you, can't, if you cannot describe how he did the things that he did, you, if you can put a, that, that, these scientists, they want to understand everything. They're not going to understand everything. They're not going to figure it all out. They're not going to no. measure it. They're not going to know why. Why? Because they weren't there. When the Lord spoke our world into existence, right. they weren't there Amen. when He hung the sun in the sky. That's right. They weren't there when He said, "Okay, water, you come sit on, over man. here, and land, you come over here." <laughs> they weren't there when He said, "Animals populate, yeah. birds fill the skies, and That's fish right. fill the sea." They weren't there. That's right. They weren't there when He said, "Adam, would you rise up out of that dirt. Let me let me breathe my life into your life, and you'll have something different than all these others have. You'll have Amen. my soul Amen. living inside of you." They weren't there. And understand how that happens. They weren't there when he etched out the path of those lightning bolts. They weren't there when he threw those comets and those meteors out in the sky for us to see at night. They weren't there. Amen. He and only he is in control this morning. Amen. Amen. If you if you need him this morning, he's here for you. Like she said, when he was asleep in the boat and the waves got to rock. All it sometimes takes is just a little cry. No, that's right. Just a little cry. He won't forget you. He didn't forget Peter. He knew exactly where he was. Come get a verse of song this morning. Stand with us all in the house. Maybe you need to pray this morning.